Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Yay! And I just made a mental note of you saying humor consumers. Because at the end of our last one, I was like, do you say that still? Yeah, I've been saying it every time. I know. (laughs) Well, we're back. And I'm pumped about this topic. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because who doesn't love Thanksgiving? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people that don't love it. Well, and plus, we have been doing a little bit of uh, research on history. Yes. And history did not used to be exciting for me back in my youth. Mm. Now I love it now. So that was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to share um, with our audience all kinds of great things uh, today about Thanksgiving. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But we have sponsors. Catherine, who are they? Muffin and Pooh. Oh, that those are weird names. Who are Muffin and Pooh? <laughs> Odd. <laughs> Ron and Kenny are husbands. Yeah. Ron belongs to you, and Kenny belongs to me. Yeah. And those are our little pet names for them. Mm-hmm. So try not to gag yourself. Yeah. <laughs> as you listen to us. We realize how gag-worthy it sounds. But they're our sponsors, so we got to mention them. Mm-hmm. So just keep going to work, guys. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> what we try to do here at the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast is we bring you a topic every week and we try our best. We curate the internet. Mm-hmm. We are curators, like museum scientists or whatever they call them. True that. Yep. Uh, for information. And then we do our best to deliver it in an entertaining way mm-hmm. while you're there, lady, <laughs> doing your um, lady things. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> Well, I tried to think about when listeners are listening. Well, not at the gyne. <laughs> that's not what I meant. I know you didn't mean that, but that's what it sounded like. Okay. Well, maybe that would be a good thing to get people to go to the gyne. <laughs> We're going to tune in to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast while you're here. Yes. Anyway, that went down a different road. Yeah, that did. <laughs> while you're um, doing things that you do that you just want to um, pass the time with a podcast. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you mean like farting. <laughs> yes, farting with a D, yeah. like getting ready for your day. That's what you meant. So we would, we just want to encourage you to tune in on a regular basis. We drop new episodes every Wednesday at noon, and you can receive the show notes from our podcast via email weekly. Also, right after mm-hmm. they drop, so like right after noon when it drops, then the emails go out, and that gives you just like a summary of the show, and it gives you links important links if mm-hmm. you're interested in that and you can sign up for that podcast um, email at my website which is tracy with a y degraf d-e-g-r-a-a-f dot com so there's my little commercial that was very good well i do know how to spell my name it's been a while <laughs> but i did figure it out that double a it tripped me up at first but it's been 32 years now so yeah it's like double a like the battery mm-hmm. and then f like frank Mm-hmm. That's my claim to fame. Very good. All right. We better jump in because we got stuff to say. Yeah, we do. We have a few takeaways. This is what we're hoping you're going to get out of this episode. Number one, history of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Some some interesting things. Yeah. Number two, we're going to talk about the similarities and the differences between the first Thanksgiving and today. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, it's been 400 years this year. Yeah, that's right. 2021. Yeah. And 1621. Yeah. Is when 400 years. Yeesh. 400. Mm-hmm. Oy. 
it's a lot of years. Yeah, it is. All right, so we're going to do that, similarities and differences. And then finally, we're going to end with the shocking truths of Thanksgiving, things that surprised me. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for that. Mm, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, well, let's just dive in. And of course, we're going to end with spiritual encouragement. Yeah, so hang always. in there for that because we always bring something. Try to. We do. And we do. We do. Deliver yeah. on that, mm -hmm. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the goal. Yeah. All right. What say you, Catherine, about the history of Thanksgiving? Well, uh, one thing is there's always a, a big misconception about the Puritans. So it's we're talking Puritans, and which are pilgrims, and then we're talking um, some people are confused about where America actually began in Thanksgiving. Was it the pilgrims that landed at Jamestown, Virginia, or was it the Puritans up in Plymouth? Well, mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it was indeed the Puritans that um, landed in Plymouth after Jamestown was trying to get established. So, and the Puritans were a group of people that lived in England and they um, wanted to break away from the Church of England. So uh, because the Church of England had their own kind of added things to how to worship. In fact, if you tried to even not go to the Church of England church, you would be fined 20 pounds, which back then is like equivalent now to nine thousand pounds or dollar uh, dollars nine thousand dollars for yes. skipping church yeah just missing like one worship service one i'm assuming that they were either worshiping on a saturday or a sunday mm -hmm. okay so you miss one week and your bill is now 20 pounds yeah cough it up right what and if you didn't have the money would they throw you in jail well we didn't get that far well just think about that mm -hmm. like what if they did that today you miss church, it's it's going to cost you. Well, I think there'd probably be another revolution. <laughs> mm, thank God. God gave us freedom to choose whether or not to go to church, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, so these people that were the ones that eventually came to Plymouth, Massachusetts mm -hmm. in 1621, we had the Thanksgiving thing. They, in the years pre previous to that, they were living under this really constrictive rule from the Church of England. Yeah, there was, at the time, when they broke away, uh, I believe King James I, but before him, I think, was an Elizabeth, and she had this law that she put into practice before he did about, um, well, I don't remember all the details, but it was... <laughs> Just <laughs> they a would, nutshell. They would be punished in some way, but not the fine. The fine was later, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, this King James had no tolerance for any kind of skipping his church because he yeah. was the head of that church. So there was it was just a small group. They wanted to worship God in the way that was pure and without these guidelines that the Church of England had uh, implemented. And so they decided to escape and go to Holland, where they it, they weren't as um, uh, they weren't as you know they were restrictive. Free, they were free to do what they wanted. Yeah, worship wise. Right. 
Yeah, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so so they were there 10 to 12 years. And then they were, you know, they were still proud of their English heritage. And so they were realizing that their children were growing up Dutch. Mm. Uh, that's uh. a problem. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, so then. What? Are those wooden shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they decided to pull the ripcord again and to venture off to this place called America. And the big misconception is that they were for religious freedom and liberty. But it's actually really far from that. They wanted to be able to start a community um, or maybe even a nation where they worship the same way they do. Yeah. And uh, because they had strong convictions. They did. And they believed that that's the only way that they, you know, to worship because it was pure it was lined up with scripture and that sort of thing so they ironically were fleeing that type of oppressive (laughs) entity right to put it into to put it into somebody else because they were right they and the other ones were wrong and that's human nature it is indeed all right Mm -hmm. so they're so they're heading off from holland Mm -hmm. they're saying bye-bye so long adios to holland and they're heading to the new the new world with new opportunities so they think Mm. well and Mm. eventually it it is that way uh so an investor hears about this and he says hey i got a boat for (laughs) you the mayflower that's right (laughs) and but he was very late on his promise he didn't get people to back him in investing and so this the ship sailed way later than they expected. Uh, they left in September. They really meant to leave in spring. They get there and, whoa, it's beginning to get cold. And uh, it was very hard to get established. So a lot of people died. Hmm. There were, uh, oh, by the way, there were, so 101 people on this ship. So it's real small. And only a small portion of them were actually Puritans, which... By the way, too, Puritans was a name that people of the Church of England labeled them. It was kind of derogatory. Right. Like, it's those Puritans, those yeah. snobby Puritans, they have to have everything else pure. So it wasn't like a nice, kind, no. pious label. It was to, to make fun of them. Yeah, they called themselves saints. and But they were also called separatists. Right. Because they were separating from the church. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, this investor said, we're putting on some regular people, (laughs) (laughs) which they were That can make some money. Strangers. (laughs) Yeah. So you got the strangers that are, they're just looking for some opportunities to make some money. Yeah. And then you get the To capitalize on these beaver uh, coats that they had. So, (laughs) so there was an agenda. Yeah. And they landed not, they landed like 200 miles away from their destination. But the captain of the ship was like, I've had it. These people got to get off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they did. And Well, and 200 miles, they were north of where they intended to be. Right. And at that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just looking at our map that I'm looking at right here in the pod lab and mm. thinking about them crossing that giant North Atlantic ocean yeah and an old oh and the boat was very rickety and had been used several times yeah so just Just about falling apart imagine what that was like Mm -mm. (sighs) at night right it took him two months 
to, to exactly get over. Exactly two months. Eight weeks of floating around out there. Yeah. Three pregnant ladies, right? Yes. Three pregnant ladies. Um, uh, some men. There were only like 42 men or something like that, or maybe almost 50. And a lot of them were mature age. So these people were not exactly... No, not Prime at all. Not at ready all. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> they were equipped. compromised. For sure. You know, even just oh. thinking about it mm-hmm. makes me think they're lucky that they that the ship didn't sink. No you know? kidding. By the way, 30 of them were children. So the... Wait, 30 of the 102 30, yeah. were kids? Mm-hmm. Yikers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like uh, almost, it was like 50 men... 30 women, 20 children. Mm. Or no, I'm sorry, 20 women, 30 children. Wow. You know, I was thinking that, okay, so we know that they left Holland because they realized their children were becoming Dutch and they didn't want that. But William Bradford and his wife left their child behind. I think perhaps that they were going to go back go back and get them. Yeah. Just like they were going to get their reverend. Right, Their right, preacher. right. Right. So they, well, well, they must have, after 11 years or whatever it was of them living in Holland under that culture Mm -hmm. and everything, they must have been beat down enough to be, you've got to be pretty motivated to get on an old rickety boat with a bunch of who know who, who knows who. Strangers. Strangers, literally, (laughs) and cross an ocean for eight weeks. And you don't really know what you're getting into. You got to be pretty desperate. Especially when they knew they, they knew that when they, when they left in September, they knew it was going to be cold, but they didn't. I they didn't realize the harshness of it. They yeah. had to, um, you know, put the anchor down. What they say, like a mile away, it was far from the actual shore because it was so shallow. There was yeah. a lot of shallow it area was rocky. there, so they had to walk, walk. in the icy cold. <laughs> they didn't even have a dinghy, a right. rowboat. What What would we do, Catherine? We'd be like, oh no. I would be like, I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Yeah. We came all this way. We're not going the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Well, the women probably didn't. They probably were carried across. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Didn't say. Yeah. But anyway, William Bradford did not document that. Maybe he should have. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. You know what? He's got a whole book. Yeah. Perhaps they were. But anyway... So they tried to get established. It was difficult. Um, and they, by, okay, so now here they were in this foreign land and they meet the Wampanoags, I think is how you say the Indians, it. The, the natives, Indians, the natives. Native American Indians, mm-hmm. Wampanoags. Which about 90% of them had been wiped out. and Because of a plague, not a war, a war with germs plague yeah some kind of a plague sounds familiar i know (laughs) right and so then here we have these indians who they're trying to survive the puritans are trying to survive and by the next spring uh, a sole uh indian name uh sam samoset i hope i'm pronouncing the leader he was an um he's not the leader he was a warrior Mm mm-hmm and but the leader was Massasoit. Oh, Massasoit, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the okay. So mm-hmm. Sam. So Sam. What? Let's just call him Sam. I would like to do that. But okay. Well, well, I wanna, well, this is for uh, the sake of not butchering his name. Okay. He's he's with the Lord now. Yeah. Let's call him Sam. Okay. Anyway, 
So he greets them. He greets them. And then once they kind of establish that, whoa, we're, we're, we want to be friends here. We're desperate. You're desperate. Let's get together. And uh, the Massasoit, like I said, they just decided they needed each so other. So they created some sort of agreement, a treaty of some sort to help each other survive. They did. Okay. Then their friend, okay, I'm going to say this, Tisquantum, he's the guy, the Indian, that helped them plant in the spring. So now we're, we're in spring. Yay. And he's they, also known oh. as Squanto. That's a little nickname that they that they put out in the history books for him. So people might have heard his name as Squanto. Yeah. Hopefully and, it's all, you know, PC. Like, well, oh, whatever oh. it is, that's how they refer to him. And he's the one, how do you say it? Waganog? Wag- Wampanog. Wampanog. He's the one Wampanoag who can speak both Wampanoag, whatever the name of their language is, and English. Yeah, which they're assuming that they think that. But anyway. And uh, so they plant and then uh, and they just planted squash, beans, and uh, they, I don't think they had a meat until later. Some people brought venison, deer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had the squash and they had the beans and one other. You know, it's interesting. Corn. Corn. It's interesting. I read about the differences between the Puritan farming practices that they brought over with them, the ideas and <laughs> farming practices, and then the farming practices of the Wampanoag. Yeah. And they said that the Wampanoag farmed things. It was more organic, organic, and it it looked like yeah. a mess. You know, because they planted things together um, where the English were like, what is all this? Where are the rows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um, it was truly kind of a a relationship. Right. Because they had to learn how to survive in this land. It's a different land. Right. Than and where they came isn't from. that how history repeats itself? We get these ideas. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change these things. Right. And then you get there and then you realize, yeah, that's not going to work here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, they also had um, fish, cod and bass. And, 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 and wait, bring some clarity into the conversation in terms of now, what were the Indians wanting from the Puritans? How, oh, so we know how yeah. the Indians were going to help the Puritans. Mm-hmm. They were going to help them eat. Mm-hmm. But what were the Puritans? How were they going to help the Indians? They needed alliance because they knew if they got together, then the other tribes, Indian tribes, wouldn't dominate the Wampanoags. So they were threatened. They were definitely threatened by other tribes, Indian tribes. Okay. And because they they had been wiped out so terribly by that plague. Okay. But still other tribes existed and they were going to be taken over. So the Wampanoag, it sounds like they were more invested in the relationship for protection Mm -hmm. from extinction, wiping out with Mm -hmm. the other tribes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. And uh, so then they were able to enjoy the fruits of their labor at the end of the season. And that was the very first Thanksgiving. So this William Bradford, who we get a lot of our history on the Puritan side from his uh, recollection, his Mm -hmm. writings, but he doesn't mention it. But there was another writer as well, I think Edward Winslow. Yes. Yes, 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 Mm -hmm. yes. And um, the one quote that I have here that Edward Winslow wrote 
and you're mm-hmm. going to have more on mm-hmm. that, uh, is that he had said they, the pilgrims gathered in a special manner, rejoiced together after we had gathered the fruit of our labors. That's, I'm reading it exactly mm-hmm. how it says mm-hmm. on there. And even though there was no invitation of um, to the Wampanoags, we know that Massasoit appeared at the feast with 90 men. And then they, yeah, they, they just ate together. They did. And, and they, was, oh, and they played games. Yeah. And it was not just a, a couple hours. It was a few days. It was it a was few like days. It was like a festival was, kind of a thing. Yeah. It was a humble affair, mm-hmm. according to, uh, to this. And then years later, Abraham Lincoln made it an official American holiday. Mm-hmm. A lot of years later, because Abraham Lincoln didn't come into the picture until 1860-something or whatever. Yeah, centuries later Yeah, is what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that is the short version of the beginning the history of, of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So it was about alliance and abundance. Yeah. From and, the beginning. And really survival. And it, survival. It's truly a story of survival because... If you think about the resources that the Puritans had back then, which even, you know, from their from the start of their journey, they had all kinds of things that were threatening their success. Mm-hmm. And then if you even think about the resources that the Wampanoags had to their, to, you know, what did they have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so they, it was a survival story. I'm reminded, uh, just glancing at this paragraph here, that they had both groups had endured a lot of misery. They had lost so many people, both of them. Yeah. I, for, I think I forgot to mention that yeah. the the Mayflower lost more than half, well, a half of their crew, of their um, passengers. That's a lot. That That's a real lot. So there was loss on that end. And, and not to mention what they left behind over in Holland, right. too, because that's a loss, too. They really longed for their preacher who never made it over. Yeah. Um, and so they they were both coming out of mourning and grief. And to bring the celebration of being thankful in their lamenting. Yeah. So they had been lamenting, and but then they were celebrating abundance and alliance. And also to think about what it was like for them when they looked upon the rocky shores of the Mm. northern east coast Mm -hmm. of the United States of America, and they saw how rough the wilderness really was. I'm curious if perhaps they looked at that and went, what? I got the chills just thinking about it, this whole story. (laughs) Well, and... North America is so much colder than England, even though England looks about parallel, but their their winters are More not mild, near right. as harsh as America's, right. which is funny because England is an island surrounded by the ocean. And so yeah. it just is yeah, I'm, peculiar. I, right, because you don't know what they knew and what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And what, because obviously there had been explorers yeah. that had been in the new world they called it but Mm -hmm. north america they had been there for a couple hundred years already before 16 you know what what was it uh 1492 that columbus sailed the ocean blue so that's a lot of time of people going and coming back and what kind of stories had these puritans heard about the new world yeah i i don't know how much because i know that florida 
was mo- mostly occupied by Spanish. And so I don't know how many, maybe there were a lot of English spies, which there probably were, because they were, you know, the Spanish had set up in the Caribbean, like getting yeah. all the sugar and all that. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> getting really well. It's down in, in the it's interesting. Room. It is interesting. It's interesting now, now right? When we were in a, in high school, we're uh, like, what, what time? What time do we get out? <laughs> Good. I gotta go home and watch the after school special. Oh gosh, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about our second takeaway, which is similarities and differences. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think is similar today that was um, also there present in um, 1621, 400 years ago. Well, still cold. Yeah, in- cold, <laughs> at least here. It's still cold <laughs> toward the end of November. Yeah. We still, we still, uh, I think we still embrace gratitude. Yeah. Uh, I think that that is something um, that we still embrace today. We definitely still um uh, celebrate abundance yeah. for sure yeah now, we know not everybody gets together for thanksgiving but overall it's still celebrated at, with a big meal and, yeah. and and there's a lot of hype over harvests mm-hmm. still to i mean we're still an agrarian country for the most part yeah. most of america is still farmland yeah so yeah i think that's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. and Food is a language that we oh, we yes, use food in so many different ways as yeah, human beings. We do. And in this case, okay, with the Puritans, I did read that they would so so giving feasts of Thanksgiving would come with usually a period of fasting prior to the feast. Oh. Uh, out of true spiritual reverence to the Lord to give him the honor that he is due mm. for providing for them. Oh. You know, and I would say that obviously things are very different in terms of how we get our food because I ordered mine on my phone this morning. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I, mean, I just said on my phone and I but went, bippity boppity boo, yes. done. I do have a garden, of course. <laughs> it doesn't feed me all year long, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> it, so I think that human beings back then in the, you know, 1600s, they were probably watching the skies a little bit more. I mean, if there was a drought, it affected them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they didn't have the large grocery stores that they could go to. I just had a thought. What's that? What did they do? So they didn't... How did they preserve enough food for the winter to sustain them? Well, they used salt as a preservative. Oh, that's right. They did, but still... Yeah, well, I mean, all the animals that were around them and they didn't break in that. Wow. Well, I'm sure that they found a way, you know, we're pretty resilient and they probably dehydrated meat and then salted it and stored it so that animals wouldn't get it and such. But it is far easier today, friends. This is one thing to be thankful for. Yeah, Instacart. <laughs> Instacart is my fave. <laughs> we just pull up back. <laughs> open our trunk they put it in put mine on the left and hers on yes, the right that's exactly <laughs> Catherine and I go grocery shopping together and no uh, surprise I know <laughs> whatever yeah all right so so food is a, is a similarity even though there are some differences surrounding that you mentioned mm-hmm. gratitude and then we also mentioned the gathering of our loved ones 
-hmm. Now, here it is 2021. So obviously last year in 2020, it looked very different. Mm -hmm. We're hopeful that we can really put the pandemic, uh, COVID-19 2021 pandemic, in the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. and get back to not thinking about that. But we do still have to be very mindful of it Mm -hmm. because we don't want to hurt anyone. So we just have to be mindful of it and Mm -hmm. be careful. Uh, Differences. Well, today we have football. That's a big one. (laughs) That is, yeah, because a lot of people uh, celebrate Thanksgiving and football together because it's always um, played. Yeah. The NFL football anyway on that day. Uh, That's different. Uh, What else is different? Well, the Macy's Parade. Oh, yes. They didn't have Macy's back then (laughs) no they didn't pull up on the mayflower and go look macy's i've got pelts (laughs) let's turn it into a department store (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's true and food wise you know um i read that they had fowl but it's unlikely that their turkey was like the turkey that we have today yeah and they had deer. Ugh. Yes. And um, fish. And they, yeah, yeah, yum, yum. Um, and they did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for Thanksgiving, I think of our traditional, you know, calorie, Stuffing. calorie-rich, buttery. Mm-hmm. How much butter do you mm-hmm. put into your Thanksgiving dishes? I mean, a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Because you make the gravy and you make the stuffing and you make the mashed potatoes. Sweet potatoes with butter, butter, butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the lack of the technology... Uh, the, you know, the stuff that we have available today meant that they didn't have any buttery, sugary casseroles and treats and desserts and stuff. They probably had, you know, just the pl- more bland food, but they yeah. were just grateful to have food at all because m- many of their loved ones had starved. That's actually, that's uh, making me realize another difference is that they were celebrating abundance because finally... They had gained the some uh, food and right. some you know things to really celebrate. And but I would say the big difference today in America is we're surrounded by abundance. Yeah. I mean we we have no lack of food around us. I, I now I say that knowing that we um, there are you know there's still people who are hungry that yeah i think that's always going to be around this side of heaven yeah but overall america is um a country of abundance it is so that's different it is so we can celebrate our similarities and we can celebrate our differences yeah i mean Catherine and i watched a documentary about the pilgrims it's, it's called the good. pilgrims it was quite mm-hmm. good it's on netflix mm-hmm. and um it's a rental though it's i don't believe they offer it for free on netflix but it's only like 4.99 and it's worth it yeah and we're gonna put the link it's uh an entire uh synopsis of the film documentary yeah if you just want to read that mm-hmm. but when we were watching it i was imagining us on the mayflower <laughs> <laughs> like could you imagine if it was us on there Pooh, <laughs> carry me. It please. hurts. <laughs> yeah. There, there were three pregnant women, and I, I think at least one of them gave birth on the voyage, and then another one was mentioned of giving birth on the ship. Once they arrived and they realized that there was no hotel <laughs> mm-hmm. or any structure, they got there too late to build enough 
houses and such to give them um, shelter from the harsh winter. So many of people stayed on the Mayflower and just wintered on the ship. Yeah. And one baby was born, stillborn. Oh, yeah. I did read about that. Yeah. So, so I mean, I've given birth five times and never had to go through that. So I'm grateful that we live in the time that we do. Yeah, of course. <sighs> All right. Well, that's that about wraps up like some of the origins of our Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. Now I want to get to some shocking truths, Catherine, mm-hmm. about Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to that. And I have I have just the one that we talked about earlier. What's what's your shocking truth? Well, it is so cool. So on the voyage over on the Mayflower, mm-hmm. on the way over, a man called um uh, scrolling through here real quick here. Let's forget about his name for a minute. Well, his last name is Howland. Okay. He had a, a big storm came and a big wave and it knocked him off the ship. <laughs> and he went into Poor the... Guy. Yeah. Freezing cold water. He even went, you know, Under? underwater. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow he managed to grab a hal- halyard on his way overboard and he clung to it and eventually the crew were able to haul him back into the boat. So Holland not only survived that and made it to America. Now, remember that half of them died. Right. So not only did he make it to America. Oh, he was an indentured servant, by the way. He worked off his indenture, married a pretty young woman in the new colony named Elizabeth Tilly. They produced 10 children who begat 88 children from whom an, an estimated 2 million Americans descended over the next four centuries. Wow. These included Ralph Waldo Emerson, Joseph Smith, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Humphrey Bogart, Chevy Chase, and both Bush presidents. Wow. President Bush's Bush. Oh. President Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And if he hadn't made it, you wouldn't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is shocking and amazing. And that just shows you the frailty of human life. And what was that? That was a door. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I told him we were recording. But That's all right. He doesn't care. All right. Well, let's go on with my shocking truth. Yes. Did you I'll know you. that in 1939, we had two Thanksgivings in America? No. You had never heard of that? No. Did I you? hadn't either. Oh, okay. No. When I was doing the research for this podcast, I started to dig for like uncommon like facts. I love that. I like doing that too. There were two. And oh, guess my- why there were two Thanksgivings? Take a wild guess. Somebody messed up? Nope. And, okay. Nope. All right. That's Nobody not it. messed up. Uh, it was intentional. It was intentional. It, it was political. Oh, I was going to say it that. It was political. I was going to say that. Well, I beat you to it. <laughs> it was political. There was a Democrat Thanksgiving and a Republican Thanksgiving. For real. Oh, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. And FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, oh, who you just talked about. What? He was the president in 1939. Yeah. And the depression was very depressing. Uh-huh. And some businessman, his name is Fred Lazarus Jr., he was the founder of what's now known as Macy's. Okay. Oh, my. So this guy, Fred, he goes to FDR and he's like, look, we're struggling out here. We need more shopping time before Christmas. Can't we bump Thanksgiving up a year? I mean, a, a week. He wanted to bump it up a week for that reason. He had that much clout? I guess. Well, FDR, I mean, he was probably looking at the state of affairs going, yeah, what can we do to help these retailers? Because they're struggling. Mm-hmm. 
Well, guess who hated the idea? Opposite party, because that's how we roll, right? Yes. If they just take that opposite oh view. My. Okay. So the Republicans hated the idea. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, you don't. So they started calling the date. So so FDR and this Macy's guy, they chose the date that was uh, a week before. Because uh-huh. previously, Thanksgiving had been the last Thursday of November. Mm-hmm. Well, that year in 1939, there were five Thursdays. So that uh-huh. really squeezed the retailers with their opportunity to sell for Christmas. And that it was always considered taboo to get things out prior to Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Okay, so whatever. So anyway, FDR and this Lazarus guy, they decide, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to go for it. Mm. Okay. Pull well, the, steam ahead. Okay. So they're going to be the week before. Mm-hmm. So the Republicans started calling that date Franksgiving because it was Franklin <laughs> Delano Roosevelt. So that's Franksgiving. And the true Thanksgiving was the following week. Oh. Right? So now we've got Franksgiving and we've got Thanksgiving. Wow. I know. And I thought we were politically divided today. Yeah, no kidding. So I wonder how they did that with days off. You know? What do you mean? Well, because it's it's recognized. Yeah, it's a recognized day off typically. Well, it wasn't yet a federal holiday. Hmm. It was just like a presidential proclamation type of a thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if back then, if businesses and such would give their employees like a paid day off i don't know what they did Hmm. well so so we ended up having two thanksgivings it ticked off a bunch of people because all of the football people hey we've got our game scheduled for thanksgiving not franksgiving Uh right so that ticked and they had announced it several months in advance but all these college games and such They had started having all their big rivalries on Thanksgiving Day because they got good attendance. They'd have like 10,000 people there. Sure. So yeah. so that was one community. So you got the Republicans are mad. The football people are mad. And then... Um, Is it worth it? <laughs> oh, you know who else was mad? The people that printed up the calendars. Because all the calendars had been printed with Thanksgiving as the last Thursday of 1939 in November. So America was in a tizzy. They were in a tizzy. Mm. Not only that, but, you know, World War II was getting cranked up. Yeah. 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 So you would think that they would come together, but no. Mm -hmm. So that lasted a couple years. Wow. It wasn't until 1942 that Congress passed a compromise. They had to actually come up with a compromise. Wow. Yeah. That from then forward, it would be the fourth thursday of november that would be declared thanksgiving and it was a tell kenny this i think we had a conversation about when thanksgiving actually is yeah tell him that whole business there well tell him listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. except for that part about how we make fun of him yeah (laughs) don't tell him that (laughs) you know what else i think is interesting what's that is that i also read that it was typical to celebrate a harvest over in europe around the time of the puritans yeah so but thanksgiving is not celebrated in england unless it is today but i i know that it never was before so it's pretty interesting that they celebrated a harvest but not well harvest celebrations and and harvest um thanksgiving Mm -hmm. right has had been prior to 1621 when our Puritans came over and did their thing with Squanto and the Wabanogs or whatever they're called and all that, 
it, it had been kind of a round the world thing, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're suffering and you're starving, and if you have the belief that God is the one who provides you with food, th- so it had been a common practice. And they do have, did you know Canada has Thanksgiving? I did know that. Yeah. yeah. It's they, not the it's same a different day. day. Well, yeah, they probably didn't month. have all the stuff that we had. Mm-hmm. Okay, some other fun facts that I think are kind of just fun and unusual. Mm -hmm. Okay, Thanksgiving used to look a lot like Halloween, like people would dress up and stuff. It says at the Mm. turn of the century, Thanksgiving was kind of creepy. Children and adults would dress up in masks and host costume crawls in cities like New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Oh. The tradition of children dressing up as poor people in New York became so popular that Thanksgiving was nicknamed Ragamuffin Day. I have no idea. Is that where that term comes from? I have no idea. You know, you look like a -a ragamuffin. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, Second fact here, there are three U.S. towns named Turkey. Turkey, Texas. Turkey, Kentucky. What? And Turkey, North Carolina. Wow. That's weird. Okay, the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb is responsible for making Thanksgiving a national holiday. So the the Continental Congress declared the first Thanksgiving in 1777. Okay, so that's like George Washington stuff. That's the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so they declared it. It's going to be, you know, first Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? That's 1777. We'd just become a nation, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But the custom fell out of use around 1815. It wasn't until Sarah Josepha Hale, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that middle part right, Mm -hmm. but Sarah Josepha Hale, best known for writing Mary Had a Little Lamb, petitioned several presidents to make it a national holiday that it actually became one. Now, this this woman, she was a writer Mm -hmm. of like a popular women's journal. You know, oh, okay. so I think so. she just wanted to share some turkey recipes and such, you know, like uh-huh. to promote her thing. Um, she finally succeeded in 1863 when President Lincoln issued a proclamation. However, Thanksgiving didn't officially have the set date as the fourth Thursday in November until 1940. Now, they say 1941. And in another um, thing that I saw, it said 1942. So it was the early 40s. Yeah. And we have found that there are some discrepancies, you know, like Mm. they have just little little minor things here and there. Mm -hmm. So anyway. That is so interesting. I think it's neat, too, that when you and I were talking about uh, our, you know, outline and and so Mm -hmm. forth. For this you were telling me a little bit about well it was a woman yeah who had uh, a magazine or article and she was pushing for this with president lincoln yeah but what you omitted was that she wrote mary, mary had, had a, a little, little lamb. lamb yes she did yeah that's neat and part of her motivation for pushing it and she never gave up i mean she didn't just petition lincoln but she petitioned yeah. You know, for 17, I've read some accounts said 17 years and other accounts said up to 30 years. So for decades, like for well over 10 years, Mm -hmm. she continued to push to get this as a national federal holiday. Wow, cool. So there you go. Way to go, Sarah. Yeah. Okay, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons used to float off all into willy-nilly into the sky when they were done with them. Oh. And they would pay 50 bucks if you found the balloon remains and such. Mm. But they forgot that once they get high enough, they just pop. (laughs) So (laughs) science matters, I guess. Um, Turkey doesn't really make you tired. I didn't, I hadn't had that idea anyway. I think it's just eating too much turkey makes you tired. 
eating so many carbs and stuff. Uh, I always heard tired. there is a a hormone in the turkey that does yeah, make you tryptophan. tired. Yes. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. According to WebMD, which, you know, who knows? <laughs> I was going to say that. Okay. Minnesota is the kingpin, kingpin of turkey production. Good old oh. Minnesota. And cranberries, I think. Doesn't say, but no, yeah, let's I, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving date. The Thanksgiving date was once a marketing scheme, which I just went over about the Lazarus dude from, <laughs> from Macy's. I did not realize this, although I should have. Jingle Bells was originally written for Thanksgiving. It was really, literally supposed to be over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Yeah. That was supposed to be for Thanksgiving. Interesting. But is it associated with Thanksgiving? No. Not even a little bit. No. (laughs) Okay. Each year, the president of the United States pardons a turkey. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. Well, the presidential pardoning of the turkey was formerly started by George H.W. Bush in a formal sense. That's a formal sense in 1989. Even though several presidents, including both Abraham Lincoln and JFK, showed mercy to their turkeys (laughs) when they were in their time. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing about football. The Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys play on Thanksgiving every year. Now, I had read that the Lions started at first as a as a, just a way of, you know, mm-hmm. like doing marketing and getting people to mm-hmm. watch, mm-hmm. right? Because people are home and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they're attentive and they're eating good food and they're feeling great about life. And so let's get them to watch us play football mm-hmm. on that day. And the Cowboys did the same thing. Hmm. And I listened to an interview with Roger Staubach or Staubach. I don't know how to say his last name, but he was the quarterback who was hugely successful for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. and he said they they did it, even though they only had a couple days to recover from Sunday's game previous, because mm-hmm. he said usually it takes you a good five, six days to recover when you're playing nationally, <laughs> you know, the NFL. Yeah. They did it. It was all to try to get people to watch the game and fall in love with the game. So wait now. Yeah. Okay. This is how much I don't know football. Yeah. But more than those teams play on Thanksgiving Day now, right? Well, they started it. Okay, that's what I wondered. If and that's- yeah, they do. Yeah. But they were the initial ones who went, you know what? This is an opportunity for us to really exploit the fact that people are home mm-hmm. and we got TV here. And men, what did, yeah, what so, are they doing? Uh, right. <laughs> well, some men will cook the turkey and right. cut it. But <laughs> Another thing that I, that I, read at some point now sometimes the lines get blurred so i can't remember if i read it yeah or if i saw it on a youtube video or what but they were looking for something for women and children to enjoy about thanksgiving because they had the football thing right yeah and of course the meal is the meal Mm -hmm. and that's why they thought the parade geared toward entertaining children with the big balloons and all that stuff okay would really involve like the whole family Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what's the average number of calories that we consume today on Thanksgiving as Americans? Ooh, okay. The average? Yeah. On that day. I'm going to say it's hot, like 2,000. Way more. No. Way more. Uh-oh. <laughs> 4,500. <laughs> I know. My gosh, it's more than double. I know. It's a lot. But when you think about what you eat on Thanksgiving and you're eating all day and then you eat at night 
you know, it's 4,500 is the average. Plus eggnog, if you have that. I'm just thinking mm. all the things. Oh, my. Yeah. All the butter. The butter alone is a big thing. Yeah. But Yikes. that's why it's delicious. Mm. All right. It's only one day, people. So don't panic. Get to the gym. <laughs> okay. Butterball, the maker of yeah. whatever turkeys are manufactured. I guess turkeys. they... they they butcher them. I don't know what they do, but butterball turkeys. <laughs> they answer more than a hundred thousand turkey cooking questions through their hotline each November and December. Oh, I love that fun fact. Questions. Hundred thousand. What would they have a call? How? <laughs> well, you know, some people don't know. Like, how do you thaw a turkey? No, no I get that. Oh. I get why they do it. Oh, how does butterball? answer they have a hotline i know they have operators on the other end of the line they actually have to have like degrees in nutrition and stuff i get that but like how do they handle that many calls they have a lot of operators catherine for for 2021 (laughs) that's a lot of people to hire yeah they do it though wow they do it that's why i was always afraid of turkeys you know like (laughs) Seriously, because if something has a hotline and I'm going to be preparing it, yeah. I'm scared right away. Yes. I'm like, am I going to hurt somebody oh. with this food? And we've had we've had at least one fire in our oven. The, tur- mm-hmm. the turkey was on fire. Mm-hmm. That was one year. That's mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah. The whole kitchen smoked up. Yeah. It ruined everything. Whatever. Then there was another year was I was trying to jam too much stuff in the oven. Uh-huh. And I made this corn casserole and I forgot that it was going to get big because it had... <laughs> You know, that jiffy, um, jiffy cornbread mixture. Mm-hmm. And I put it in a pan, but I forgot it was going to get big. Yes. And it overflowed. Oh, and, and then it, that burnt smell. Not only that, but flames, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of butter in that. And it started on fire. And oh, I have a fail confession, too. What? When Kenny and I were dating... Uh, I think I volunteered to impress his mom by saying, I'll get the turkey. We'll supply the turkey. Mm. So when you're dating. But you could cook it. <laughs> oh, wait. So, you were just going to buy the turkey and she was going to cook it? I thought that that was a big contribution. <laughs> well, so, it was. So, yes, we get the turkey. And back then, Kenny and I did the thing that young people do, which is go out Wednesday night. That's a huge night mm-hmm. for young people to go out. So we used to do that. We didn't get in until really late and i didn't realize that you have to defrost the turkey (laughs) so you gave her a frozen turkey on thursday but i think she knew me and so Mm -hmm. she had a backup turkey if i remember right (laughs) but i remember thinking oh my gosh i did not realize of course i didn't read the label on the turkey in case you're listening and you're new to turkey cooking it takes about four days for that thing to defrost in, in the your refrigerator. refrigerator. So if you're buying a frozen turkey, <laughs> you need to kind of set your calendar, mm-hmm. set a date, a little timer when you got to get it starting to thaw. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I've exhausted all of my little fun facts. Those those were really fun. I yeah. enjoyed those. Yeah. Interesting, I like to right? Be on the receiving end. Yes. I like the Thanksgiving one. I never knew uh, that. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me though. It doesn't. I have to say, I'm a little surprised. It's kind of actually encouraging to me because when you look back at the beginning of this country mm-hmm. and you look at all the history of this country, mm-hmm. we've st- we're still here. We're yeah. still here and we're still strong. 
And yeah, we disagree about stuff, mm-hmm. but in the end, we're we're doing the best we can. We're putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm reminded of yeah. as you say that is that, you know, they're, uh, in the beginning when the Puritans were coming over and the investors said, hey, take these other people with you. They mm-hmm. wanted to capitalize on the beaver pelts and, and so forth. And so with that being said, somewhere along the article, it said, you know, to this day, we are still the the largest economic success in the world. Yeah. Today, even even still, which I, w- I really was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Because I was thinking, well, you know, I know Dubai is very successful. A lot of yeah, but they but, got all the oil. Well, I know. But, say, uh, yeah. Anyway, that also haven't you seen the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> and what that oil can do? Come on now. I have indeed. Yeah. Oh, that song is coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about a man named Jed. Poor Molly. <laughs> Barely kept his family fed. they so weird. <laughs> okay. I well, love that song. I do too. Yeah. All right. Well, we've had a great time. We have. And it's time now to share with our listeners a little bit of encouragement from the Bible. Yeah. Let me just wrap it up with okay. this little little thing to think about okay. uh, that's at the end of this article mm. um, that Thanksgiving itself our beginnings it's a very humble story of people who don't have much who suffer and who have a communitarian ideal it's very interest it's a very interesting narrative for a super power nation there is something sacred about humble beginnings a country that has grown so rapidly so violently, so, uh, I don't know how to say this word properly, prodigiously, mm-hmm. needs a story of small, humble beginnings. And it is truly a story of small, humble beginnings. It is. No matter how you look Very. at it. You know, there's good in the story, there's bad in the story, mm-hmm. but it's the story. Yeah, and in, in regards to the Indians and the uh, pilgrims, they were both stripped yeah. Very many things. People. Yeah. And yeah. They, they suffered much. They did. All right. Well, let's look to the word of the Lord. Yes. First Thessalonians. We've we've used the scripture before, if you listen to our episode on gratitude, but we felt like it was fitting here because we are being thankful. Gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's first Thessalonians chapter five, verses fifteen through eighteen, and it says this make sure that nobody pays wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. As they did, yeah. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. So there's no promises there of puppy dogs and rainbows and an easy, you know, existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's fitting always. You know, every single generation, every single person experiences some challenges in life Mm -hmm. you don't get out of this thing unscathed no (laughs) so turn to the lord and pray and give him thanks you know rejoice always pray continually give thanks Mm -hmm. in all circumstances you're gonna be okay yeah anything else i love that it says in all circumstances not some circumstances not the ones that you feel like and you don't feel like right all of them yeah well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.